Well, it's good to be looking at you all this morning and uh, see your smiling faces. Keep smiling and that will encourage me. Um, I want to, when Steve asked me about a verse, I knew immediately what the verse was because I had a verse all my, for many years that's really encouraged me. But when I was thinking, praying about it, I thought, how can I present this? And I thought of three things that's changed my life and how this verse has been relevant to me. And uh, Fred asked me one day what I was going to speak about, and I said to him, oh, it's three things that's changed my life. Can you guess what they are? And he said, getting married. <laughs> I, sa I said, no, it's not that. But that's very relevant because we have just celebrated our 66th wedding anniversary. <laughs> so if you can beat that, anybody beat that? So I said, well, I think we're good at making choices because it's worked. <laughs> but the first thing that really I felt back in, it happened in 1973, I'd been going to church all my life, done everything that I thought I should do and didn't think there was anything else. And then I went to a meeting and I was baptised in the Holy Spirit. Well, I've never experienced anything like it before or since. And that was the beginning that really changed my walk with God. Uh, I can tell you that the person speaking was Henry Tyler, and some of you know him. And it was, it was at the beginning of the charismatic movement, and uh, I hadn't heard anything about this. And he came to speak where I was, and um, I thought, I've never heard anybody present the gospel like this. It's so real. And at the end of the meeting, he said, if God was here today... He wouldn't be praying for you. He'd come round and lay his hand on your head and say, bless you, my child. And as he said that, I literally felt the Lord lay his hand on my head and the power of God went through me. And I was laughing, I was crying. Other people were touched, not everybody there, but just some. And it was just opened up heaven for me, I can tell you. I start reading the Bible, it just absolutely became alive. Up to that time, I'd just read it as a matter of rote and never had it. But from then on, every word I read was just so relevant to me. And then prayer. I, I couldn't ever have thought I could have experienced anything like it in praying and hearing from God and praying for other people and seeing people healed. I mean, that was beyond my imagination. And it was a wonderful time that uh, we went through. And soon after this happened, a few weeks, maybe a couple of months later, just sitting praying one morning, and I started speaking in tongues. That was another thing that really rocked me. <laughs> and uh, it's been a blessing to me ever since. And other spiritual gifts, words of knowledge and things like this. It's all available. And David bringing that word this morning about the spirit coming on you and touching you. I thought that's the confirmation of what really I, I want to emphasize this morning. 
If you're sitting here and thinking, no, I don't know this. I've never experienced this in my life. Just ask God or ask someone to pray for you because it will change your life. It really will. It will just open up heaven for you. It's been so amazing. Well, because of this, a few months later, after this happened to me, Fred wondered what had happened to me. I was always reading my Bible. I was different, and I kept saying to him, you need it, you need it. And, and a few months later, he got it. <laughs> we were at home praying, and he said, I want it. I said, we're not going to bed until you get it. And we prayed and we prayed. <laughs> and God absolutely, gloriously blessed him, and I think we were up half the night. Anyway, this, this led us on. And uh, after a few years, and we, we just felt God wanting us to do something else with our life. So the second thing that really changed our life was going into CLC. God called us specifically to do a work for him. And since we'd been baptized in spirit, we were so blessed with books. We read books. We devoured books all the time and found that they were so important in our lives. And so we thought, well, maybe we should have a bookshop. Where we lived, there wasn't a bookshop locally. We had to travel. And uh, we thought, well, we don't know anything about opening a bookshop. So I'd got a catalogue from CLC and read in it that they train people and so forth. So I said, oh, we'll ring them up and see what they say about it. So we rang up, went to London, for it, had an interview. And of course, while we were there, they said, we need people. There's lots of bookshops we'd like to have, but we're so short of people. You're looking for a bookshop and we're looking for people. So, but the thing was, they said, we can't offer you anything. This is a faith mission. We don't offer you a salary. We provide you with somewhere to live. And uh, the for the rest of it, you just have to trust God. So we went home and we prayed about it and we thought about it. And we'd both been working and we'd got a nice house and everything. And we said, well, yes, we, we really felt this is what we wanted to do. And one day, uh, Fred had a word. He was reading the Bible where um, he was reading about the fishes and the loaves. And he said, Oh, he said, I've got it. God's saying, if we bring what we've got to him, he will take care of us. And that was our thing. And we said, right, put the house on the market, give our notice in, fill in our application forms. And we were accepted by CLC. And that started a new phase in our life. We worked in London for four years, met so many amazing people from around the world used to come into the London shop and we were so blessed and then they wanted someone to come to Canterbury and we prayed about that and felt that was where God would have us be so we moved to Canterbury in the little shop in Stour Street some of you might remember it years ago and uh, it was very small and pokey and we thought no we've got to get out of here and we prayed and prayed for a few years and then we found the shop in the Burgate. Very expensive and CLC said, no, we've got to buy the lease. It's too expensive. We can't do that. And we said, we believe God wants us there. 
and we stand in faith to see the money come to open that shop, which we did. And amazingly, God moved. God is so faithful, so faithful. And the whole time we were, we were working in CRC, we just, God provided for us in the most amazing ways. Not always the way we would expect, but when we had a need, it was there. And we lived and we used to just thank God for all the, the provisions that he'd given to us. And because of this, I think over the years, um, when maybe we didn't have all that we thought we should have, we had all we needed. And one day I was reading in the Bible and I saw this verse in 1 Timothy 6.6. 6. And the verse, six little words, it says, Godliness with contentment brings great gain. And that has been my verse for years and years. And it's so true. It is so true. But if you notice this little verse, the first word is godliness. Godliness comes before the contentment. And this is what I found. And I thought, Lord, what does that actually mean? Godliness. It's a strange word. And I thought, well, it means to be like God. Godliness. But how, how do you, how can that be? And then I realized it was just really knowing God. Just getting to know him more and more. The more time you spend with him, the more you get to know him. And the more you realize and know what he wants for your life. And I felt it was like um, pleasing God. You've got to please God. And that was our desire to please him in everything we did. And God's word is intended to change the way we live and think. And this certainly, this verse certainly did that for me. And uh, it's just like putting God first. And that, that, that was it. And we realize that, you know, everything we have comes from God. But it's how we apply it to our lives. And, and it's not just in stuff and things you've got and money. We realized, you know, I heard um, a saying once, Paul Getty, one of the richest men in the world, and they said to him, how much more do you want money? And he said, just a little bit, just a little bit. And I thought, that's what it is. It's wanting more, more than enough. God is more than enough. But we have all that we need. We had all that we needed. And I, I really felt that that was how to be content. And from then on, I, I never really wanted anything. I just felt very satisfied in everything that we had. We didn't have what we'd had before. We didn't have a big house, big salaries coming in. But God provided. We've always had a roof over our heads, a nice warm house to live in. We've had food on the table. We've had holidays to America. <laughs> it was funny, when we sold our house, we had a bit of money left over. We paid off the mortgage. And uh, we said, we better go to America to see Fred's family because we probably will never afford to go again because we're not getting any salaries. So 
We went for a month and saw everybody. That was in 1978. But over the years since then, I don't know how many times we've been back and how God has provided in just wonderful ways for us to go. We once bought a hoover. And when you bought this hoover, if you remember it, you got a free trip to America. So we decided the shop needed a new hoover. <laughs> and, uh, and CLC bought a new hoover and we went to America. <laughs> So th this was how it works, because the, the profits from the, the shops, because they don't pay salaries, it, it goes, CRC is a worldwide mission and has shops in over 50 countries. And uh, the profits from the shop after expenses goes to support shops in countries where they can't afford to run them. And so that was really a blessing to us. And people that come in to buy and... Uh, you know, when, when we were in the shop, it was the people came in, seeing people saved, pe people being healed, and just people sharing testimonies every day. It was just absolutely amazing. But when we think of um, enough, how much is enough, really? This is a comparative word, depends on what we compare it with. And when we think of the manna, in the God gave them enough for the day, and if they took too much, it rotted. And I think that's how we sort of look at life. We have enough. We have enough. And then um, at one time, uh, back in the beginning of the 90s, my mother got very poorly. She couldn't live on her own, and she lived with my sister for a while, but then... We, she couldn't cope anymore and we felt we should have her. And this really made me get worried and anxious and thought, how can I cope? How can I cope? I'm working in the shop and involved with the church. I didn't want to give up anything that I was wanting to do. And I was sort of praying and moaning to God about this. And I clearly heard God, heard God say to me, it's your choice. You can make this a blessing or a burden. It's up to you. And I thought, that's true. Lord, I want this to be a blessing. And the two years she lived with us was such a blessing. It wasn't a burden. It wasn't an anxious time. It was absolutely amazing. And I think that's another thing. To be content with how, things, how your life turns out, things you have to do in all situations and you think about the opposite to contentment is discontentment and today there's so much of this around in the world in marriages our marriages lasted 66 years but how many people after a few years they get discontented with their husband think i want somebody else's husband i like something better and marriages break up God doesn't want that. He wants you to feel secure in him. It all comes back to this feeling secure in him and knowing him. And uh, I've got a lot of things to say, but I'm not short. <laughs> uh, John Wimber said, Jesus is insatiable. Everything we do pleases him, but nothing satisfies him. I have been satisfied with Jesus. 
He has not been satisfied with me because he keeps raising the standards and he walks in high places. And I think that's it. Just keep reaching out for more. More. He wants more. And as we get more, it gives us a hunger and a thirst to have more. So, I think I'd like you all to think about this little verse today. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Put that little verse in your pocket today. Take it home with you. And when you get to anxious times or feeling you're not getting maybe what other people are having, just remember that. It's enough. And if you've got Jesus, it's more than enough. And if you really, today, if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. You'll never be satisfied with your life without him. You cannot. You'll always have that niggling something in you. You'll never feel secure. You can't because he's the rock. He's really the rock. So just open your heart to him today. And if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, oh Lord, I just pray now. I pray, Lord, baptize people. Let your spirit fall now, Lord. Touch people's lives, Lord. Fill us afresh, Lord. We want more. Lord, we leak. We need fresh fillings day by day. Lord, I just pray, let your spirit fall. Touch people right now. Lord, let salvation come to this place this morning. Let your Holy Spirit fall upon those that don't know it. Give us a fresh understanding of you. Give us a fresh intimacy with you, Lord. We just want to know you more. I thank you now, Father. You've been so faithful to us over the years, and we lack no good thing because we know you. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Iris.